Welcome to the Infertility Sisterhood Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Smalley. In case we haven't met, I'm a coach's wife, a pastor's kid, an author, a small business owner, and a mom to my three miracles. Someone once told me that having a baby should be fun and free. For me, it was neither. Infertility is hard, it's lonely, it's confusing, and it just plain sucks. I want to encourage your heart and to help you navigate this road with a little bit more confidence by sharing the things I've learned along the way. So whether you're just starting out on your journey or you've been on this road longer than you want to admit, I'm glad you're here. Today we're going to talk about releasing control. And I know this is so, so hard, but true surrender brings so much freedom. So let's dive in. I want to tell y'all a story. This was during my second round of IVF. And I think that we were in the stage um, waiting to find out how many embryos we had. So if you're new to this journey or have not walked the road of IVF, after you get the call that your embryos have fertilized, you wait about five to seven days to know how many embryos made it. And so every step of the way, like I swear from retrieval to like finding out your genetic testing results, if that is something that you do really all the way through transfer is it's just one thing after another. It feels like every time your phone rings, your heart just drops. And so I was just in this space of feeling so uncertain of what our future would hold. We knew this was our last shot at IVF and I obviously wanted it to work and my hopes were so high. And I just remember calling my friend Coral. If y'all follow Scarlet and Gold, you know who Coral is. Um, I've worked with her for seven and a half years and she truly has become one of my best friends. And I just remember calling her and just sharing my fears with her and like, what, what if this happens and what if that happens and what if this doesn't happen exactly like it's supposed to and she spoke such truth to my heart in that moment. She was like, Megan, I know that this is so hard to hear and so hard to do, but if you cannot trust your kids with the Lord now, this is going to be a battle that you fight for the rest of your life. There's always something to worry about. And that is so true. I found that true in every step of this process. There's always something to worry about. There is always an area that we desperately want to fight for control. And if we cannot trust our kids to the Lord now, then what? who's to say we're going to trust them when they're here um, and we're holding them? There's so many more things that could harm them once they are in your arms. And so I want to challenge you right now today to start digging into the process of releasing control. So let's dive into the content. Um, I have a few tips I want to share with you and just some truth. So the first thing, and I know we've talked about this, but is you can't control this. It is a truth that you have to accept in order to fully surrender. So speak this over your heart. Remind yourself in those moments where you are just grasping at any and anything and everything that you can to control in this process, 
remind yourself, I cannot control this. Ultimately, God is the giver of life. So as far as control goes, I feel like there's two extremes in this process. You have, and and maybe you fall into one of these camps. So on one side, you have that person that is so fearful and so paralyzed by fear that they don't want to go get tested. They don't want to even speak the word infertility because they're afraid that it might be their story. Maybe they're, they, they have been trying and trying and it's just not happening. And you have this pit in your stomach, like, you know, something's wrong. But if you take that next step, you're afraid of what the doctors are going to tell you or the tests are going to show. And in a way that is holding on to control because you're allowing like not taking those steps, you are, you are in control of your story right now. And I think you're allowing fear to get in the way of finding out what's actually going on. And I get it. It's so scary. Like a diagnosis is scary. And to, to hear something actually is wrong is not something any of us want to hear. Um, so I, I think a lot of people, especially in the beginning of their journey, fall in that camp of, I want to control this. So I'm going to try everything I can, you know, ovulation tests, checking my temperature, obsessing over every little thing. And also like not being willing to take that next step out of fear that you might find out something's wrong. And then you have the flip side, just that person. And maybe this is where you fall just meticulously controlling every detail in an attempt to control the outcome, whether that is, like I said, you know, controlling every little thing when you're trying on your own and checking all the things and honestly making sex feel like such a chore and such a timed thing. Um, and, and then when you start into treatment, like, Go over going overboard with checking, like making sure all your levels are right and blowing up your doctor's phone to know every little thing. And I'm not saying anything is wrong with these things. Like information is powerful, but it's all, it all stems from our attitude of the heart. When we are like in, in IVF, when you are just obsessing over every little thing, it is really one of those things that keeps us in bondage, this need to control. And so I want to challenge you to take a hard look at your heart and your life. Like all of these things in and of themselves are not bad. Like it is not bad to be disciplined and knowing your temperature and checking your ovulation and knowing your progesterone levels and um, making sure your doctors and clinics and nurses are doing what they're supposed to do. There's nothing wrong in that, but it's all about the attitude of our heart and whether or not we are walking in freedom while doing these things. And like, it's such a balance of wanting to make sure that we are stewarding of this time, our time well in trying and our finances well in, in pursuing treatment, but also, um, just so desperately trying to grasp for control of the outcome. So I want you to dig in and think about 
where you fall, which camp you are falling into and how you can take steps to surrender this. Let's be real. Infertility is so hard and the hard stuff in life isn't fun for anyone. Trials that we are called to face make us feel alone, like no one else can possibly understand what we're walking through. The emotions make us feel crazy. The sadness over what life should be like rips every ounce of remaining joy from us. And then we look around and feel like everyone else's life is going perfectly. So we retreat, allowing the lies and shame and isolation to win. What you are walking through is not your fault. It's unfair, it's hard, and it's messy. But there is so much hope ahead. The Bible actually gives us a roadmap for how to overcome the hard stuff in life. I want to tell you about the Overcome Journal. It's a 26-week guided journal to help you face your giants and slay them one by one. So whether you're facing an upcoming doctor's appointment that is giving you lots of anxiety or a friend that just doesn't get what you're walking through or a stack of medical bills or a big decision that's weighing heavily on your heart, this journal is going to help you sort through it all and find clarity on the road ahead. For more information and to get your copy, visit www.theovercomejournal.com. The next thing I want to talk about is surrender. So surrender brings freedom. And again, this is so hard. Even outside of infertility, surrender is one of the hardest parts of the Christian walk because we want so badly to control. And I think emotions like fear and worry are the biggest hurdles to true surrender. But I want to remind you these things. And I think these things are going to help you um, as you face this thing called letting go and surrendering this journey. So the first one is surrender is a daily exercise, sometimes even an hourly or minute by minute exercise. It's important to look at the triggers for you and, and know what the feelings feel like when you find yourself in that moment of grasping on to control. So being able to recognize it and call it out or have a friend or your spouse call it out in you and just speak truth over your heart in those moments and remind yourself, God's got this. The next thing is, we've talked about this already, but it's one of the hardest things to do. I truly believe this is the hardest part of this process, letting go and If we can't learn this now, it is going to be a battle that we face forever. And honestly, something that we project onto our kids because we're trying to control every little thing. So learning to trust is an act of surrender. The next thing is learning to wait well. And I know that feels (laughs) so confusing probably. And like, what does it mean to wait well. And yeah, I want to do that, but how do I do that? And I think it's just this balance of waiting on God, but also being proactive and getting tests run and getting information 
so that you can make better decisions. I believe personally that God gives us free will and he, that you can wait on God because ultimately he is the giver of life. Like we can do all the right things. Doctors can do all the right things, but ultimately he has to breathe life. And I believe that we can wait on God. Well, to me, waiting on God, well, is the attitude of our heart while we're waiting. It doesn't have anything to do with taking proactive steps. I think they are different. Um, we can wait on God. Well, and that is just simply practicing daily surrender and just speaking out loud that, God, I know you have this and you are in control. But on the flip side, also being proactive and being bold and fearless by taking that next step to face this journey. The next thing is that true surrender is when we get to the place that we know we will be okay no matter what happens. And I know, I know, I know this feels so heavy, but in this process, I really want to challenge you to dig into this, not just concept, but like this truth that God doesn't promise us babies. And unfortunately your story may not end like mine. And his answer for certain paths might be no for you. And I think that my joy truly began when I got to that point in my journey of, of really being really facing the fact that God's answer for us may be no. And genuine, I genuinely know deep down into my soul that I will be okay. Will it be hard? Yes. Every single day of my life, it will be hard. But I know without a shadow of a doubt, I will be okay if his answer is no. And I think when you can get to that point, there is just so much joy and peace and freedom found in that surrender. Okay, the next thing is that you can move forward in faith while being confident that God is in control of the outcome. And I know we touched on this a little bit already, but taking the next right step towards pursuing what, finding out what is wrong, what is going on, what your treatment options are, that is taking bold steps of faith. And it's scary. Sometimes I felt like I was standing on the edge of a cliff and God was asking me to step, even though I couldn't see what was under me or I was staring down a long, dark tunnel and it felt so scary and I could not see any light at the end of it. And God was saying, walk anyways. I want you to walk through that tunnel, even though you're scared even though you're worried, even though you have no idea how it's going to end, I want you to suit up and walk through that tunnel and I will be by your side. And I I just kept reminding myself of Isaiah 43 too. And I want you to write that verse out and put it in your car and put it in your bathroom mirror because in my most vulnerable moments, that verse was what I clung to because it reminded me that 
even though I walked through the fire, I would not be burned. And that is the truth I needed to hear. So with that, with moving forward while being confident that God is in control of the outcome, I think part of that is preparing our hearts for all outcomes, including the ones we don't want. So I think there's a balance and I think you can see a recurring theme of balance. Like I'm a big believer that, you know, not and being extreme one way or the other is, is not always healthy and not always what's best. So finding this balance of recognizing what the outcomes of this next step could be. And then finding a way to trust God anyways, knowing that his answer could be yes and his answer could be no. And that is really hard to wrestle with, but find being able to fully recognize and, and be realistic um, with both outcomes or, or any possible outcome. And then not living in that space of overly negative, like, oh, I know this is not going to work, but also not living in that camp of I'm positive it's going to work and there's no possible way that it can't work. Um, Because either way, we're setting ourselves up to not be in a good emotional place. It's so important, especially during struggles like infertility, to be mindful of the products that we put in and on our bodies. Toxins in our makeup and skincare can disrupt our hormones and wreak havoc on our bodies. Making the switch to cleaner and safer products can be overwhelming, and it's hard to know where to start. For products like makeup, skincare, and deodorant, I choose Beauty Counter. With more than 1,800 ingredients, they restrict from their formula. This brand is committed to changing the beauty industry by providing cleaner and safer products for everyone. And the stuff works. For more information about how to get started making the switch and to see my favorite products, visit www.theinfertilitysisterhood.com backslash beauty counter. Okay, I've got a reminder for you to leave you with. God is in control. He is sovereign in all things, big and small. And he knows your heart and what you desire most. This is a simple yet profound truth that I reminded myself often of during my journey that God knows the desires of my heart because so much of this process is not black and white in scripture. And I'm such a black and white person. Sometimes I wish that somebody would just, that God would just call me on the cell phone and tell me, this is what you're supposed to do, Megan. I'd be like, okay, got it. I'm going after it. But a lot of it is so unclear. And there's a lot of different opinions about what the next right step should be for you. And so just going back to the foundational truths of scripture that God is in control, he is sovereign in all things, and that he knows the desires of your heart. That gave me the peace to take that and the boldness and the courage to take that next step, even when I felt so incapable. 
Okay, I'm going to share a little quote from my book. It comes from chapter nine called The Grace of Hope. Hope is a choice. It is both a noun and a verb. It's something you can have, but also something you can do. To me, the more important of the two is always in the doing. If we have hope, but aren't actively hoping, then we are missing a crucial component. The hope is God's grace in action in our life. It's the confident trust we place in Him to bless us regardless of the circumstances, the difficulties, or the downright impossibilities. If you want more, head over to theinfertilitysisterhood.com and click podcast for all the show notes, links, and discount codes. If you're looking for more ways to get connected and discover a community of other women walking this road, join the Infertility Sisterhood community. There you'll find countless women asking the same questions you have and others who are just one step ahead that can offer their experience. You can find all the links to join at www.theinfertilitysisterhood.com. Thanks for joining us and always give grace. Grace.